All right, huge lineup today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. National Legislative D. Richie Witten will be with us at the bottom of the hour. 11th District Nassau, also the captain with us, the latest from Israel also, and the Middle East. Uh, the sheriff, Errol Tulon Jr., with us in his usual spot. Uh, we'll, see, we'll hear from Ed Romaine, the town supervisor of Brookhaven, of course, running for county executive as well, and the Islip Town Councilman John Lorenzo. The lineup, no better to lead off than Andy Whitman. Andy, of course, uh, who was with us uh, during our commemoration of the 9-11 anniversary, uh, receiver of taxes, uh, is a Bayport guy uh, through and through and spent 12 years in the public sector, first as a fiery mess dispatcher, then a firefighter, and that with the FDNY, and uh, he will be on that ballot. Uh, early voting uh, certainly taking place right now all through Sunday. Uh, receiver of taxes for the great town of Islip, Andy Whitman. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy, great to have you back in the program, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Jay. Happy November. Indeed. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah. It is November the 1st. It's, it, it just flies. And, you know, we always we always state the fact that it flies. You know, I always kind of couple it with the NFL. NFL begins in early September, and look where we are right now. We're almost halfway through. But then you have the elections and everything else, and it's upon us. Uh, is upon us a, w- a week uh, less than a week away, six days away. Early voting, as mentioned, many a time uh, through Sunday. What are you feeling here as you uh, as you look, Andy Whitman, to retain your post over there, my friend? Go ahead. Well, I th- I think uh, I-, I think I should do well, but uh, you know, like anything else, I- I've worked on enough campaigns in my lifetime. Well, before um, I ran for this position two years ago, and. Uh, it's like sports you just mentioned, right? How many times have we watched our favorite football team and they might be up by 30 points and uh, all of a sudden you come back in the fourth quarter and they lose, right? So you, uh, when you're running for elected office, and, and I think it's the right thing to do no matter how good you might feel as far as a win. Uh, I'm out every day, uh, every weekend I'm walking, knocking on doors. We've been concentrating mostly up in the Hot Pog area, my team and I, over the last couple of weekends. We'll be back there this weekend. Uh, and it's, you know, that's the best to me. That's the best interaction is to uh, try to get a taxpayer right at the door, those that are willing to come to the door to have the conversations, to introduce yourself, let you know. A lot of people always complain, you know, that they feel or they have that feeling that government doesn't represent them. Uh, and to get them at the door and say, well, here I am, I'm knocking on your door. Anything I can help you with, obviously on the town level. Um, and that's really the best time to you know, have that conversation with them at the door. You know, it's an important post, receiver of taxes. We'll get into that in a second. You've got a great story, though. Andy spent 12 years in the public sector, first as a fire EMS dispatcher, then a firefighter with the FDNY. He was with us uh, during the uh, 9-11 anniversary. Uh, and you had a, a an injury, uh, Andy, which really cut short your you know, days as a firefighter, uh, a line of duty injury there, and it forced you out. Give me a sense of that, and kind of give me a sense of how you got into this. Sure, 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 absolutely. Well, um, as you mentioned, yes, I first started off in the early 2000s, the 911 dispatcher, and then um, transferred uh, to the FDNY uh, right around the early 2000s as well, and uh uh, in 2012, uh, my career ended short with a uh, line of duty injury. I got involved in a uh, ceiling collapse in the basement of a commercial building. And that uh, is what, uh, you know, unfortunately, after a couple of surgeries, 
and trying to stay on the job. Uh, you know, I was on the promotion list. I was number 52 out of 2,000 guys on a promotion list. So I really was really projected career path. It's what I wanted. Um, I actually had uh, uh, turned down Suffolk County PD to go down that direction and because that's just where my heart was. That's where it landed. And then uh, when the career ended short, I was 35. I had a six-month-old and a two-year-old. And I was running my side business at the time doing real estate investing, which is one of the reasons why I ran for tax receiver, because you're dealing with real estate property taxes. So I have uh, about 19 years of experience um, in, as between being a realtor and owning the real estate investment business, and that's why I decided to run for tax receiver. But I had started getting involved in the uh, around 2008, 2009, uh, politically, originally for business networking purposes. Um, I thought that was a good move with me uh, running my business. Surround yourself by other different like-minded people. <clears throat> as, and as uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as I got a little bit more involved, and obviously after I got hurt, and um, like I said, I worked on uh, different campaigns. I was a campaign manager for Anthony Piccarillo in his first run back in 2017 uh, for a couple other races. Worked on, and then when the position came available, I could see myself running for elected office. I've always been very involved in my community. Um, I've said for a very, very long time to me, an elected official is nothing more than a civil servant. You are there to serve the people that you are elected to office to represent. Uh, and I had a significant amount of experience outside of my business and, and professional background. Former vice president of my civic association. I've been a Rotarian for going on eight years or so. Um, 30 years, almost 30 years in the volunteer fire service. So I, I already had that, you know, that community service background. Volunteered at my church as long as I can go back. I still volunteer at my church as a lector at St. Lawrence and Sable. So I wasn't one of these types of people, and I think sometimes we see that, where uh, someone who's getting to run for office all of a sudden starts to join, you know, different community groups and organizations to make themselves look like that they're, you know, they're, they're for the community and they're with the community, and that wasn't me. So uh, yeah. that's that's why I, I I got to the point that uh, I thought that I could run for office and and we I think we all uh, and I think this is universal for all voters and all taxpayers that we all like to see someone that runs for a position to have experience. I think experience matters. I think experience counts. It doesn't always equate that way, um, but I think I had that yeah. when it came to tax receiver, and uh, that's why I threw my hat in the ring. And there we go. And you know you make good point. You know, it's it's not like all of a sudden you popped up here. I mean, you've been at it, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a teenager, owning a real estate investment company, uh, serving on Islip's Economic Development Commission, which is huge because you really know the ins and outs as far as the town, the residents, the businesses, and everything else. We we speak to John Walzer, uh, head of the IDA, every month. Uh, yep. You're a business member, Sable Chamber. You know, you go back a long way, real estate Investment Association, you, know, you have a pretty good sense of operations in and around both sides here, Andy. Well, I mean, that was my life experience. I mean, I've always, I've always lived my life and followed my heart uh, by, you know, do what you want and, and do what you love. I mean, a lot of times, and, I, and I, I'm sure we, everyone listening, we all have people in our lives who, you know, go to work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, or whatever your schedule is, because, you know, they... That's the lifestyle and whatnot they've chosen. A lot of them, a lot of people don't like their job, hate their job, and whatnot. And I've always tried to pride myself in my own personal life of follow your heart and everything else will come. <laughs> Sometimes that doesn't always work out. Um, but uh, that's why I've had a very different, 
you know, experience between, you know, the fire service. Uh, I have my, one of my degrees from college is in musical theater. So I got, you know, after I graduated college, I moved to New York City. I was pursuing uh, my uh, music and my acting uh, career. So I, I've had a very diverse background. Um, and I, I, that diversity has, you know, turned me into who I am today. And, uh, you know, one of the things I always explain to people when they ask, uh, how does, you know, being a firefighter correlate to being the tax receiver? And the connection that I always make to people is that, you know, in my years of service in the fire department, both volunteer and professional, you're dealing with the public in an emergency crisis situation when there's those calls for 911. You have to be able to communicate and deal directly with the public, calm them down to help them out in their capacity for their emergency call for whatever that is, whether it's performing CPR on a loved one or finding a trapped, you know, loved one in a, in a fire building, right? So you have to be able to communicate to them. And as the tax receiver, I think compared to almost any other elected office, constituent service and dealing directly with the taxpayers is number one part of my job. I still I answer my phone. I'm not one of these people that just let you know the uh, the staff members answer the phone. I answer my phone. I go out for, uh, at the office. I go out front. Countless times I'm talking to taxpayers. As I mentioned before, I'm going out knocking on doors. So I'm now able to interact and have those conversations because when someone is late with uh, paying their property taxes or someone does get hit with a penalty, you know they're not happy about that. And immediately I'm the one that's you know at fault. Um, for whatever the circumstances. And my office is governed 80 to 85% by state and county law. So I really try my hardest to reach out to the public in advance to preclude those things from happening because, honestly, to me, that's the worst part of my job. Um, you know, when, when someone has to be late and I have to uh, through with the penalty that's instituted by law. And, unfortunately, they don't always like the answer that I give them. So... You have to learn how to deal with people and relate with people in, in pleasant situations, which we all would love to have, but in sometimes non-pleasant situations, yeah. and be able to not take it personally and do your job. No question. And, you know, listen, if somebody's delinquent on the taxes in tough times, people are having hard times right now, Andy. Uh, how much leniency is actually out there for folks who, you know, are trying and everything else, maybe make a phone call or two prior stating the fact, you know what, they're going to be late uh, based on circumstances. How does the town, how does your office handle that type of situation? Well, again, as I mentioned, uh, it's not even on the town level. It's on the county or state level. 80 to 85% of my office is governed by county and state law. So if anyone is having a problem, I recommend them, you know, calling my office explaining what their circumstances are. The bottom line, the laws are going to be the same for every person, no matter what their circumstances right. are. So between those laws, um, it, you can make two, minimum 200, you can make partial payments to any tax receiver's office. So the tax bill will, t new tax season starts this coming December 1st. Tax bill will go out around that second week or so, second week or so of December. You can make $200 partial payments on your property taxes until you're blue in the face. Um, and you got to try to reach the certain benchmarks of when the first half is due on or before January 10th and when the second half is due on or before May 31st. But everybody's financial circumstances is different. So I've had many taxpayers that come in due to the financial times, inflation, all the stuff you were just talking about, and 
you know, have coached them through and say, hey, listen, you could make $200 payment every week if you wanted. You want to do it every other week. Well, if you can do 500 do 500 I mean, they have to make the decision of what the best financial move is for them because obviously everybody's circumstance is different. Um, I mean, about 45% of the taxpayers in Islip do pay their property taxes on their own. The other 55% are uh, mortgaged through their mortgage company. So that's 45% of the ones that I'm dealing with in, the, in this particular circumstance. And I, I walk them through it. But if there's a balance that is due by that January 10th deadline, so if you have a $5,000 balance that's due before you know January 10th and you've knocked down $4,000 of it and you only have $1,000 left, you're still going to get hit with that 1% penalty. The law does not give me any ability. So if you're in a car accident, your loved one passed away, whatever it is, there's no leniency under the eyes of the law. That's what the law says. And unfortunately, people do come in occasionally, and uh, they, they don't contact me in advance, and they, don't, and they don't necessarily know what the law is. And, you know, you've heard the, heard the story many, many times. Well, I've been here for 30, 40 years. I've never been late on my taxes. Can you give me a break? And I explain to them, I go, listen, I'm not a private company. I'm not Verizon or your gas card company that, you know, you have a great payment track record, and they're able to waive you know, a late penalty or a fine. Right, it's a different deal. A government agency, it's it's controlled by law. And, you know, I, I've even had that person point the finger in the face, said, you know, I even voted for you, and this is what you do. And I say, it's not me. It would be anyone in this position. That's what the law is. And I turn it right around. I go, did you vote, on, did you vote for me to break the law? Is that what we want our elected officials to do? Do we want our elected officials to break the law? No. And then yeah. I walk them through the process, and they understand... Most kind of sit back and go, you're right, I probably shouldn't have waited to the last minute. I, I didn't know because I've always paid on time. I didn't know what was, you know, when it was due and when it was late. You know, I apologize. But then there's some people that no matter how much I explain to them, how much I try to make them understand, I'm unfortunately always the bad guy. Listen, you're never going to win. You know that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you mentioned, you're only governing what you can do. You know, the state and everything else has full control. So, uh, in essence, uh, the, and the county, you know, that's what that's uh, that's what it is. Most people have it attached to the mortgage, you know. I think a lot of people also, in, in, uh, not a lot, but there, there, there's definitely a contingent of people out there that also don't understand the difference between the, you know, the uh, duties and responsibilities of my office versus the town board versus something on the county level versus something on the state level. So, you know, even leading up to this election and getting my social media up and running again, um, well, not that it ever went away, but, you know, responding more, putting more stuff out there, just not something I grew up with. I constantly get questions uh, like, you know, how come you don't do this or how come you don't support that? I go, well, that's a state issue or that's a county issue. I have no control over that. You know, well, how come, you know, you don't, you don't mm. pave the roads better? I go, I'm not on the town board. I, I can't, you know, control whatever the, you know, whatever the situation might be. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's always, it's just always Whitman's law. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just, it, you know what it is? Yeah. A lot of the time comes as people say, with all the high pa- taxes that we pay here, um, I, I shouldn't have to deal with this or I shouldn't have to deal with that. And, again, there's another disconnect, and it does relate to me on that one. on average in Suffolk County, 70% of your tax bill goes to the schools. So if you have a $10,000 tax bill, $7,000 of it on average is going to your local school district. 
the portion that pays for your town yep. in Islip Town, I can't speak for other the other nine townships in Suffolk County, you're paying about four to seven hundred dollars a year in Islip Town for your town portion of your taxes for all the services, all the salaries, all the street paving, all the snow removal, everything that happens every year, every household, and there's about 100,000 parcels in the town of Islip, four to $700 is your town portion, which equates to maybe 5%. Yeah. And listen, we talk about this all the time. I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of seniors who say, hey, wait a minute, 70% goes to the school. I don't have any kids in the school. I don't have any grandkids in the school. What the heck am I paying you? I mean, we talk about this all the time, right, Andy? Yes, absolutely. I get I get those questions all the time. Or you know, I had kids twenty, thirty years ago. I don't have them anymore. And 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 then recently, I get been get hearing this rumor that um, there's uh, something supposed to be coming out that uh, seniors are not going to have to pay their you know school property taxes anymore. I that's a new one. I, I haven't heard about that. I don't know where. It hasn't trickled down to my office, but uh, listen, if you look at the line items on your tax bill, you have police, you have fire, you have ambulance, you pay for these services whether or not you use them. We, uh, if we were to remove the tax base to seniors, let's say, or any particular group, right. then the levy of those taxes would be, have to be distributed to all because those budgets still have to be filled. So I live in Sable now. As you mentioned before, I was born in Bayport. I live in Sable now. So if the Sable school district budget is, let's say, $2 million, I have no idea what it is off the top of my head. And we take away right. all seniors, and anyone that lives in the Sable school district, seniors, doesn't have to pay. And that, let's say that equates to a half a million dollars. Well, that half a million dollars still has to be made up. So that half a million dollars will then be spread out to everybody else in the Sable school district who does not meet that criteria of being 65 years or older, right? Because <clears throat> the budget still has to be paid for. So, and that's no different than the police district or the fire district. Anyone could say that. Well, I've never had to call 911, so why should I be paying for police or why should I be paying for ambulance or why I should be paying for, right. you, know, uh, you know, for fire service? They're there to take care of all the things that we need to, you know, run our society run our society so i mean unless these and this all comes down like i said from state and county law yeah you know andy i'm glad you explained it because believe it or not people still have questions regarding that and it's all about paying your fair share listen you live in a town you're part of the town that's what the town people do that's what the residents do they support the services support the education system and that's what it's all about islip is run like a fine-tuned porsche I say it all the time. Great leadership with Angie right at the top. John Lorenzo will be on later, one of the town guys, one of the town board guys. And this is what makes a town run officially. And it's guys like Andy Whitman, you know, who do their job as well. Andy will be watching for you on November the 7th, early voting till Sunday. On the Republican side, look for Mr. Andy Whitman, receiver of taxes. Does a great job. He's got a great reputation, folks. Andy, maybe we'll check in with you Tuesday. How's that? Sounds good, Jay. Really appreciate the opportunity.